what, 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 what? Snoop Dogg. What you know about that, Freddie? Man, please. You were scratching <laughs> your baby diapers when you were hearing that music. Bro, junior year, man. Junior year. <laughs> that oh. was the best rap album ever when it came out. What was Snoop's first song with Trey? Uh, Gin and Juice? No, it was not. What was it? Deep Cover. Uh, the soundtrack. Yes. And that's yeah. when he exploded off the off the map, dude. That, that song was Juice. That song juice? was so dope. What soundtrack was that? Juice? Deep Cover. It was on Deep Cover, the movie. Okay, okay. I gotcha. For some reason, I was thinking it was on Juice when Pac had his illustrious acting career. No, it was he was almost like when you heard the first time you heard Easy E on there with NWA, his voice stood out. Like when you heard Snoop, it was kind of like the same thing. You've never heard like a kind of like a the way he talked. I was like, oh my god, this guy can flow, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. He still has one of the most distinctive voices in in rap, in my opinion. Oh yeah, no it's doubt. It's just it's different. I I don't know if he can. Bit as as they call it in rap as fast as Eminem, but he I think he would give him a uh, run for the money along with like Crazy Bone and and uh, a few others. Of course, there's a few others that aren't you know coming to my head right now. But I can know, give I, you I, yeah, uh, <clears throat> Twister is one of them. Yeah, yeah, that would be one for sure. And Bust a Bust. Yeah, yeah, severely underrated rapper, in my opinion. He was. Definitely really hot for a minute. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, he cooled down. What you eating, man? I'm not eating anything. You're not eating anything? No, what I'm doing is sitting at the table here with the stupid guinea pig, and he's jumping around and whatever. I don't know. You're not going to go Richard Gear on us, are you? I hate that. (laughs) I hate this thing, man. I can't wait to get rid of him. No, uh, there's one way you can get rid of it. Well, we're we're acquiring a bird pretty soon, and that was a trade-off. So he's going to get donated to something. Do not mention the Finley household. Oh, Noah's getting hit up for sure. Do not mention the Finley household. We do not need any pets. And I think Rocky might eat him. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Rocky's tore up a few mole crickets in the in the yard. Don't don't kill me, Peter. Don't yeah. come with you. I get I get I get swindled into these animals every time. I mean, I'm outnumbered four to one usually with he comes these animals, the girls. So I hear uh, you, man. I get it. Dude, you know, we're here doing a show. Uh we are about to have a guest on and as we've we've tended to do here lately. But man, I, I wanna tell everybody doing a show Solo, it's some work. It's some work, especially when you got three albums at once. It's crazy, man. Dude, what are you doing with this gerbil? I'm it. I'm not even. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting at a table. I went away. I went to a different table. Huh? All, all you can hear on your ear end is like maybe it's the gerbil. No, uh, man. I'll put my microphone up higher. I'm not doing anything though. That's the thing. Hmm. The gerbil may be eating. He's in the other room, you weirdo. Well, 
maybe you just have spider sense hearing. I don't know. Like I, I do, I do. In in class, kids will always ask me. They'll they'll say something. They'll they'll say a curse word or something. I'll be like, "What'd you say?" Just to call them out, like make them feel stupid. You know, not that I'm gonna write a referral for every curse word that I hear at the high school because I would probably be at the school at eight o'clock writing referrals every day. But uh, I'll, I'll just like to make them feel stupid because they think that I can hear me. And they're like, "How'd you hear that?" Like you have like supersonic spotty sense. I'm like, you dang right I do. Never talk about me. Never talk about me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's scare kids, man. It's fun to scare kids, but you know that's part of the enjoyment of the job. But uh, man, about the auctions, yeah, I I told you this before. It's just, I mean, the first reason you could do it is because it's fun, and then you're used to you know, some camaraderie back and forth. Oh, for sure. And it's just you and a computer. I mean, you're talking to people, but it's different. There's, it's artificial. And I, I just, I don't, you were asking about coming on tonight. I just did not feel it, man. I didn't have anything graded. I wasn't in the right mindset. I just, I don't want to go in there with a, with a dull attitude. And I've done that before. And it's a mistake on my end to do that. So I just don't want to be like that. And then, and you earlier said you were tired and I was surprised you even wanted to go. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like this. I, I have a hard time saying no, first of all. Yes. Uh, I've always been that way with, with a, a lot of things. It's, I don't know if it's a good personality trait or a bad one, but it's a personality trait. Um, but I feel like on our page, we've worked so hard to make it good. And, you know, Rebel messaged me and, and her and JP had some things going on today they weren't able to do. And, you know, we've had some issues uh, – with our group with well, I'll just, I'll say we had a group member of ours, their mother passed away and that's, I'll leave it at that. Right. So we'll, um, cause I don't know if that person wants to know or anything, but prayer prayers to our group, um, you know, because of that. And, you know, so some things have been going on behind the scenes, the people dealing with some personal things and, you know, our work, our group works so daggum hard to put out good vinyl every day. And I don't want to leave a gap. You know, so people, you know, don't have anything to see on a, a Tuesday, Wednesday evening. Like, I feel like we've worked so hard, like we can't not put something up that night. So I just, for whatever reason, last night I graded some vinyl because I was watching the games last night and, you know, seeing if my fantasy football team could come back, which they did. And maybe that was God saying, hey, you're going to go and fill in for somebody tomorrow night. Um so I was prepared. I had some stuff graded that I didn't intend to grade because I usually don't grade till later in the week. And maybe that's why I did it. So it worked out well. Um, you know, I got a couple hours in and, you know, some people got some things and at least they had something to watch tonight. You know what I mean? Good on you, man. I mean, like I said, I usually don't say no. I've never said no, actually. That's the first time. I just, it's not, I just, uh, I work, I work later in the day than you. So you can have a little bit more time to recover. Um, from your job, but you have to get up a little earlier than I do too. But you know, I don't get not today, not today. But today, yeah, yeah, you went hunting today. But the thing is, you know, no, 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 oh, not you today. Getting up earlier, yeah, yeah. Today, my I usually get up about six six twenty in the morning, and and Freddie knows this already. I think I told you at least. But I had to be at work at seven thirty, and about seven eleven this morning, my wife rolled over and she said, "It's seven eleven." I got ready in like five minutes, man. Like it was, I probably stink, like not even going to lie. Um, I was planning on getting a shower this morning. So 
probably didn't smell the greatest. Luckily, I didn't do any physical activity yesterday, so or else I would have showered, obviously. But yesterday I was kind of lazy. I'm like, well, I don't really need a shower before bed. I'll just get one in the morning. You know, I'm not stinking or anything. I w- wash my face, that kind of stuff, before I lay down. And here I am planning on getting a shower in the morning, and I wake up with 10 minutes to get to work. I made it to work at 7:29. Of course, the principal's standing in my hallway the first time all year he's standing there no big deal like it but it's you know just made me feel stupid like I'm the guy always coming in late or one minute early for the bell ring when I'm usually like one of the first people in the hallway so it's just you know it's one of those things man of course that happens when you're late it never happens when you're early right well and nobody's ever there to say hey good job <laughs> so exactly so you get to cut out like a 230 on my end I don't get out of work it just depends and then I'm always rushing home because Jennifer doesn't get off sometimes till seven o'clock. So I have to cook and I got kids that are gnawing on the walls here because they're hungry. So I'm always rushing home just so I can cook for these guys. So they don't start killing each other, going cannibal cannibal on them on each other. (laughs) No, I hear you, man. Like, and luckily my wife does cook too, because I mean, on, on top of doing this final thing, you know, we, we coach soccer. I think we talk about that quite a bit and I think people are probably familiar that we, we coach soccer together, but I, I do a li- probably a little bit more than you do on that just because I, of the lessons that I do during the week and, and just some of the, the other stuff that goes on behind the scenes that, that, that you don't have to do. And um, so I'm very lucky that she does that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm glad you do that. it. Honestly, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think it it's a good thing that I do. Only one person does it because I think that when you get too many heads or opinions and things like that, sometimes it gets, you know, too, what, what do they call it? Too many hens in the hen house, too many roosters in the hen house or something like that. You know, the chiefs done enough Indians. Yeah, yeah, that's your saying right there for sure. But like, it's not necessarily like, the case on uh you know like we would have different ideas of scheduling but if we're both trying to make a schedule and and things like that and then all of a sudden we double book things and i mean that's why i do the girls team too you know because you got to have one person to take control of that kind of stuff or else Um, i was glad you took over the field soccer referee stuff because i did not want to deal with it dude that was easy this week i had it filled by almost before i sent out a message that was wonderful well, I'm just and, glad you took over because you you know you and I both know the first three years or first two years. I mean, yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a lot, dude. I was lining the fields, making the schedule, uh, referee actually refereeing, getting the refs there that were volunteering, not even getting paid, uh, ordering supplies. I mean, it was just like overwhelming, and uh, I'm glad we have more help this year because I was pretty much, you know, I just want to coach. Yeah. I feel this. I feel you. Uh, that's all the stuff that I get to do for the high school team that, uh, that nobody ever really gets to hear about, like ordering supplies and, and making sure the field's going to be painted and stuff like that. But anyways, enough about soccer. Cause I feel like we always get onto that stuff that you guys it. don't care about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, soccer is the greatest sport in, in the world. You know, I don't know about all but, that, but yes, I, it is. It is the greatest sport in the world. No, it's not. Well, it's the greatest sport in the world. Um, no, what's the greatest sport in the world, Freddie? Football. No, that's the greatest sport in America. Uh, I'm, if you ask me in England, I'm going to tell you the same thing. Football. What's that? If you ask me in England, or if I'm in Spain, 
I'm, if you ask me, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you football. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you get, I get you. Anyways, football is the greatest sport in the world. You're correct. Football. Thank you. Football. So, let's bring. You want to bring in Ashley? Yeah, let's. Well, I guess I, I let you. You you know Ashley. Well, not even just a little bit better than I do, but uh, a lot better than I do. So, kind of uh, tell our guest about our guest. Ashley is a record store owner in Indiana called It's Atmosphere Collectibles. And uh, I met her through one of her auctions she was doing. And she was doing it with uh, the split screen. And she threw up a rap album. I've never... You know, you weren't seeing a lot of rap a couple of years ago on these, these pages. And then we just we just kind of hit it off from there. Um, she's a hip hop head like I am. And I bought some stuff from her. And then she's kind of introduced me to some new music uh, as far as hip hop I've never heard of. So that's pretty much how it continued. It's, it's still that way now. She'll find something that I like and she'll just send it to me. And you know, obviously I'll pay her for it. But uh, we want to, you know, kind of introduce her and. She was on a documentary, so I call her like she's famous. <laughs> she's famous in the vinyl world, uh, as far as that goes. And a lot of people go to her record store. Uh, you know, Chris Rival goes there quite a bit. So, and does he? he I didn't realize he was in the oh, same yeah, area. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are on the vinyl pages that are aware of her store because she has a lot of good music there and some heavy hitters and stuff that you don't see all the time, like rare stuff, uh, especially with the the punk and the the. Um, the ska and the that kind of stuff, that music, that that genre in the '80s that was really punk stuff, and you just don't see a lot of stores like that. So, and her, you know what I, I call, uh, I call punk mixed with uh, ska when you create the money, money, Boston. Yeah, I call it punk in disguise. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. You want <laughs> Let's let's get her on, man. Before we ruin the show. Well, I well, with that said, let's welcome in. Let's welcome in Ashley. Hey, everybody! <laughs> it's Ashley here. <laughs> hey, what's what's up, Ashley? How uh, you doing? Pretty good. Can you hear me? Well, we we were just introduced. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. We were just introducing, or or Freddie actually was just introducing you. I, I know you and Freddie have a a pretty tight knit relationship, <laughs> and uh, he was he was introducing. In, his uh, master Jedi of the rap world <laughs> to, to everybody, all four of our listeners. So we uh, we appreciate you being on. We know you have much bigger things to do than talk to us, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, um, my name is Ashley, and me and my husband own a small record store called Atmosphere Collectibles in Southern Indiana. Um, We've had our brick and mortar, this brick and mortar that we're in now, we've had uh, for over, a little over two years. Um, we did have a store from 2002 to 2009, um, but then the economy slowed down. So we closed that and took a break. Um, and um, my favorite band is the Blues Explosion. And my favorite color is purple. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And Freddie, what is your favorite color? <laughs> uh, blue. It's blue. Well, that's cool. I'm colorblind, so I don't. I don't really oh, know. Actually, I, I told Brandon that you're kind of a you're a rare unicorn because 
usually when I'm talking about hip hop music to somebody, they're not female. And <laughs> when when you told me all the hip hop stuff, and I was like, I said, oh my god, dude! I thought I was like the biggest hip hop fan, and you introduced me to uh, Boogie Monsters, and I love that album. Awesome. Oh my god, man! So I was just like, I was already hooked. I was like, oh my god, I love this chick. She's like, has the knowledge of hip hop, and she's doing record shows from her record store. By the way, nobody is doing that. Nobody. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody. And I don't know why people were, I feel like some of the record store people that are older um, are more closed-minded to this thing. And I just thought it was innovative that you guys were able to adapt to what was going on this year. Well, And when Freddie says that he loves <laughs> you, he is not kidding. <laughs> like, he loves you. He talks, of, he's like, Ashley is the best. She knows all this and Aww. this and this. I'm like, dude, dude, she's married. <laughs> you're married. Calm down. Well, I have to say that, I mean, hearing uh, from listening to the podcast and everything, like, I know uh, Freddie knows his music too. So, like, you know, I totally respect uh, his musical knowledge. And you can tell he's had a passion for music, you know, like growing up, same as us, you know, or me. And the type of hip hop, I would, I would feel like now I feel like a poser because I do love uh, hip hop and I, I like a lot of the hip hop I like might just not, might be hip hop that I don't know as much about hip hop as Freddie does. I might know more about hip hop that nobody's heard of or not as many people have heard of, if that makes sense. So I've, yeah, yeah, but well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that band ended up being obscure because they're fantastic. I was like, Oh my stars, man! That is fantastic. I was—I told my wife, I said, "Come listen to this. Listen to this." I said, "Who does this sound like?" And she was like, "It sounds kind of like the Roots and De La Soul all mixed in and Diggable Plants all in one." And I was like, "Oh my God! I know I married you for a reason." Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that's one of the cool things. Getting getting back to what you said, Ashley, about music in general and, and just listening to people and talking to people, is is if you are willing to listen to other people they can put you on to some really good music that, you know, if you're receptive, you could actually enjoy. I mean, Freddie's usually not receptive to things that I try to put him on. But, but actually, you know, I, I don't know if it's the female persuasion <laughs> or just the rap genre in general, but you seem to have uh, you hit a, hit a well, I'll, I'll you. tell you one more thing that Ashley did. So yeah, I've been writing records for years and I would get some, you know, I'd go in there and auctions and win some stuff there. The first time I got a record from Ashley, and this and this is what I was taught when I worked at the Y, and just even they had Disney people come in and tell us, "Hey, these handwritten notes mean a lot because that means you put your own thoughts into it. You wrote it down. You didn't email it. You didn't type it. You wrote it down." And she had a card in there, like a like a like a birthday card, and she sent me <laughs> stickers and wrote a, the sweetest note. And I was like all right, I'm sold. I'm, I'm going to start. I, I just love that whole aspect of how certain people can do that to you. It's like, I just thought it was awesome because no one else has done that. And that's, oh. that's including vinyl live TV. And that's including, mm -hmm. you know, uh, was it Tovag or what? I forgot how they say it. Is it Tovag? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So yeah. Oh, there's all these, these, all these other pages and nobody personally has done that. And I just thought it was amazing. Oh, well, it's, I'm glad you like it. Uh, one thing I would like to say, too, is about um, part of the cool thing. Uh, whenever I was a teenager and stuff, I was always trying to turn my friends on to music that I knew they would like. 
you know, and we'd all sit around and I'd be like, you've got to hear this. And we'd, they'd be talking the whole time and it would just drive me crazy because I'm like, they're going to love this if they just listened, you know, and then, you know, they wouldn't listen. And then, you know, months later they would be like, oh, I did, heard this. Have you heard this? And I'm like, yeah, I knew you'd like it. That's what I've been. I have friends sort of black ears. Do, but I have a lot of friends, sort of yeah. black ears. One of them is <laughs> But then now I have a record store. The thing is that people kind of listen. So, like, they actually listen to my suggestions now, and it's the best feeling ever. I listen to. I'm. I'm just saying that, like, I understand it goes both ways, but uh, I do listen. But now that we have a shop, I feel like uh, people do actually take suggestions, and it's really the best. <laughs> well, as, especially if it's some kind of if it's the same genre that you are into, I mean, how can you not, you know, even yeah. give it a chance? I just don't understand it. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I was going to ask you, Ashley, is the COVID stuff. So all that's been going on. I know you said you're, when I talked to you earlier this year, your store was closed and mm-hmm. you I, honestly, you may have been the only rec, like down in Florida, a lot of the record stores were still open. Um, and mm-hmm. I know they're tighter, they're tighter, um, control up there and i was like man i would do an auction every night and you were doing like i think two or three <laughs> nights a week and i was like yeah that, i mean you had to survive correct mm-hmm. yeah um now luckily i had already been doing live auctions on wednesdays for about about a year before uh so but i just didn't really push them with the locals like uh i do usually give everything in store chance first before i take it to auction right. and um so I hadn't really tried to push on my, I mean, a lot of my locals were watching, had joined the groups that I did the live auctions from. But um, once, once we had to close our doors, like, I think like, as soon as we thought we were going to close our doors, we did our first one. And uh, we did it from our store page, which before that I had never, you know, done that. And um, the reception was really well. I think as far as um, our locals, our regular customers, they're so supportive of us. Like they really wanted us to make it through. And so a lot of them were buying, even if say they didn't have a time to come in the shop every week or whatever, they made a point to like watch the auctions and buy. So like they wanted to see us through it and it was really humbling and amazing and warm fuzzies and all that jazz. So, <laughs> What percentage of people that actually watch your auctions would you say shop in store or have shopped in store at some point in time i would say like at least 30 percent, 40 percent. no i'm not talking about our sunday auctions our sunday auctions are probably like 80 percent locals um but the wednesday auctions that we do um in, in top shelf or whatever those i would say 30 30 percent, which is pretty pretty good i mean i've brought a lot of our locals to the wednesday auctions gotcha and what's you you do auctions with mm-hmm. kathy um from time to time what's your relationship with kathy? uh i mean we're friends like uh <laughs> she's uh she's pretty awesome uh she's the one that actually like she was in a different group at the time and um i had I met her first through the raffle groups and that's sort of how I got my start in the vinyl community. I would say like 2014 or so like on Facebook vinyl community. 
around 2014 was sort of started off with the raffle group for popular and um so it was just sort of fun and, and now the once the raffle groups died down the auctions were huge now raffle groups are making a comeback but i met kathy because uh i raffled like a uh guns and roses lies original print and she won it and uh we talked message started messaging about you know owning shop and uh at that time i had yet oh i hadn't yet opened the brick and mortar again uh, we had you know we were just doing the flea market on the weekends and so so whenever it came to her wanting to do a team up with somebody for a live show she suggested me and um we just seemed to really mesh well like you know so <laughs> so so with owning a record store uh, just kind of veer into a different direction you know with with, mm-hmm. with us we don't own a record store so a lot of the vinyl that we get is either you know a picked from a record store connections that we like have with our local record stores and, you know they, they know who we are they know what we do they kind of usually give us deals because we'll come in and spend a lot of money with them or mm-hmm. it'll be you know different collections we find and stuff like that I, I realized that probably a lot of what you do now and a lot of the vinyl you get probably gets brought into the store, but mm-hmm. um, do you still go on hunts from time to time to find collections and, you know, tell us about like some of your more exciting hunts or, or maybe, you know, some more exciting things that you found. Well, I mean today, so our shop is only closed on Tuesdays. And so usually like if people call about like larger collections for us to come and see, we generally make those appointments on Tuesdays, if possible. We did go check out a collection today. Now this isn't like one of the more exciting ones, but um, you know, there were some, they were, they were really neat people. I mean, it was interesting to meet the lady. She was like 85. She, she was like the hottest 85 year old lady I've ever seen. (laughs) You know, like she was just like a nice house everything like they had a really cool bar it just was really cool house and um you know the the collection was okay you know we picked up you know we picked it up it wasn't super exciting um but i would say maybe one of the more exciting collections we've gotten would i mean we did buy a collection from a dj um who had he like he had so many records. I think at one point he did have a record store in Atlanta and, you know, there was so many original print. Um, like there was a test pressing of they lost all uh, three feet. Oh man. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, it was just really crazy. There was uh, two copies, original print copies of company flow fun crusher plus, which if you're not familiar with, that's LPs from um, uh, Run the Jewels. LPs band from like the '90s. It's a, it's like a underrated classic hip hop album. Um, yeah, Run the Jewels is fantastic. Yeah, well, if you like Run the Jewels, check out uh, Company Flow, Fun Crusher Plus. Just wrote it down. Um, it's <laughs> 1997, I think. Um, and anyway, it was it was like an awesome collection. However, that being said, I don't think DJs, I mean, this particular DJ didn't take the greatest care of the record, so it was hit or miss as far as condition. But it was still really exciting going through that collection because you'd be like, oh my gosh, look at this, you know, like, or, you know, well, with hip hop, like, oh, original print, oh, oh, dirty bastard, like, 
yeah, got to keep that. Well, well, me and Brandon, you know, sometimes we'll come across a DJ's uh, collection, and I know going in it's going to be a lot of 12 12 inch records, and I'm like, man, I just wish they weren't all 12 inch records. But then sometimes you come across a full LP or some of the promos, which we've we've discovered Mm -hmm. a lot of the promos that they have are for radio use and there's no explicit lyrics and 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 yeah. you know how important it is <laughs> to have the explicit lyric rap albums versus <laughs> the jay-z clean version it's 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 it's, it's night and day right. like it's a 30 to 40 dollar difference of the records oh yeah it, it's odd too because some of the some of those uh the hip-hop like promos even if they don't necessarily say edited like they still don't book as according to Discog. Mm-hmm. Like Discogs, you go the prize on it, and you're like, "Well, that was that's that should be worth way more, you know?" Or that's the whole freaking right. album. Um, so sometimes, like Discog, I it, but it just because it hasn't had the sales history develop on it on Discogs doesn't mean the value actually is just the Discogs median. I mean, uh, you you know, because I know what I could sell it for in the store. I'm not saying that I'm going, oh, I'm pricing all my stuff way higher than Discogs Medium, but I know the, the price of it, just by seeing the options. Right. I mean, you can see that, you know. Oh, yeah. A lot of times, the median is, is not the true value of a record, because if it was, you know, it would never get bid up. So we, we learned very quickly, you know, when we underprice something, because you have a lot of people bidding on it, that that's not the true value. But kind of gearing back towards, you know, more exciting picks. So So Freddie and I, Maybe not our best picks, but when I when I think of exciting or our funnest picks, or when we go into crazier situations, and one that always stands out to Freddie and I is is the time that we had to walk through an alpaca farm in order to uh, to you know come out with some records that day. So, <laughs> have you ever had a, a walk through any? petting zoos in order to obscure or uh you know obtain any records or anything crazy like that that you've ever had to do uh no well okay so <laughs> no i will huh? say that i mean we've had some crazy scenarios and uh this wasn't for records this was a video game like uh because we also are into vintage video games and stuff like that uh we did go try to this guy had um, vintage video games that he was like doing a yard sale. He had advertised, but he had a motorcycle shop. And um, this guy, it was like, if you peek inside the motor- motorcycle shop from the outside, it looked like El Nino straight up uh, went through or like it was a mess. It was just like everything was trash. It looked like it had been ransacked. And, but he had like boxed, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street nes games really great awesome stuff he had a boxed nes deluxe system which is the one with the robot uh it's just really great stuff but nothing was priced and he kept saying uh i'm gonna go inside and get a price and then 15 minutes later he'd come out and he would say uh, forget what he was doing and then he kept doing that uh to get prices he'd disappear for 15 minutes and i thought this guy's just like ADD or something, you know, because he, he was really bouncing off the walls. And Jerome like leans over to me and he, he's like, you know, he's like probably going in there and smoking meth or something. <laughs> like he's doing drugs in there. Like this isn't normal. And we, but the whole thing was spread out over like 
two hours we were trying to get prices for this stuff and it was like how long do you bear through it because the the, the stuff that you wanted to buy was totally worth right. it um you know but then it was like this guy is this is like super shady this is like he's going in there uh because that drum i was like i thought he had add and drums like that's not add actually that's uh, <laughs> something else actually i went so brandon sent me on this pick near my work and mm-hmm. so i pull in I, I, so there's weed so the driveway is on each side there's weed it's probably eight foot tall so i'm driving through there and it's just trailing and i take a pic to another corner I, t- <laughs> I take a picture of the front that brandon this is the place you're sending in here's the location so I go inside and they have two boxes. Well, actually, they're not even boxes. They're on the floor next to this aquarium that's never been cleaned. So I'm digging through it and the dog won't leave me alone. And I'm talking to him. I say, well, how much do you guys want for these records? Blah, 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 this and that. And they go, well, we, you know, we don't know. Um, we've been kind of cooped up in the house. Uh, we, we all had COVID. And I'm like, I just, my ears perked up. I was like, son of a bitch. There are three people in this house and I'm the fourth person. And they all had COVID. And I'm like, and the house is not clean at all. I could not get out of there fast enough. And Brandon is yelling at me. He's like, you paid $40 or $50 for this pick? Da, 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 da. I said, dude, shut up. You were not in this house. And he goes, he goes, and the lady's like, well, if you, you know, I told Brandon, she said I could come back. And Brandon's like, are you going back? I was like, no circumstances am I going back into this house. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Freddie always ends up on the worst picks. I mean, at one time he went on vacation and decided to go visit and put a, put an ad out in the Miami area, and he picked up a hitchhiker in order to try to go <laughs> uh, obtain some records and had to, like, threaten him with the kung fu that he never learned. Man, how this – He just gets on the – if there's an odd situation, Freddie will find himself – When it comes to – You're talking about, man – having track shoes on and want to get out of the house so fast or trailer, whatever you want to call it. I, I feel like my time is coming because it always, it always seems to happen to you. It doesn't, it doesn't happen to me like that. So yeah, it's probably going to I always feel like anytime soon. I talk to somebody with a raspy voice, raspy voice, and it's a female, I don't want to go. I don't want to go on the pick. I've got these yeah. records. They're really good. Steve Miller, man. He's fantastic. Yeah. One of those, uh, well, luckily, Jerome and I go, usually we're always together. So like, and, you know, I have like the worst poker face, like I have <laughs> no poker face, but Jerome, like he's got such a good poker face that even I don't know if he's excited about something. So like, you know, and I don't, I feel always super uncomfortable about like the whole making an offer thing. And I don't want people to think like, uh, I don't want to crap on somebody's collection you know like well you know like today like there was some dan fogelberg and i was like you know we you know like yeah the reason why it's not worth a lot is just because like there he was so good and so popular (laughs) that there's so many of them like you know we just sell you know we have a lot of them you know something like that like i I just don't want to be like yeah i'm not paying a lot for you know like dan fogelberg or whatever (laughs) Yeah, but it's like you know. Uh, so I don't know because oh, the, but the today they had they had like I don't know maybe four hundred records in, in their house or it wasn't a ton. Uh, it seemed like very little to us, you know. And they were like, 
is this the most records you've ever seen in your <laughs> life at your store it's like uh <laughs> well it's really a lot yeah it's a great amount but i was like not even close like <laughs> we've got you know more that we don't listen to uh that haven't been filed yet at home right <laughs> you know um so if you guys don't know ashley is kind of a celebrity she's got a she's on a documentary Right, Ashley, she's on a documentary. And here's the funny thing. Yeah. I watched this documentary before I met Ashley. And then she told me she was on the documentary. So I went back and looked. I said, damn it. How, how? I couldn't put two two together until after I spoke with her. And uh, not, not, not the other day you told me that you were on there. I knew that. But this is like yeah. probably last year that I realized that you were the one that was on the documentary. Uh, you want, Can you tell us how that how, uh, came about? Oh, yeah. So uh, we were still doing the flea market thing on the weekends before we had, you know, we our end game would be a brick and mortar, but we were testing to see if it would, you know, work around here again. And um, anyway, uh, one of our like really loyal customers, like uh, regulars, he was going to college uh, to do, you know, filming, editing or you know, like film, I guess. And his uh, last project that he had to do to graduate was they had to make a documentary. And so since he was really big into record collecting, he decided to do the documentary on collecting, you know, record collecting. And uh, he asked if he would, you know, we, he could interview us. And we we're like, of course, you know. And uh, then he, uh, it was like, he had us a lot in there, which was like really awesome because we were just like, you know, it was really nice of him to include us and then really include us. Like, I felt like he, we were really uh, happy with uh, how much we were in there because, you know, it was like basically yeah. free advertising, but he's a great guy. He's a really good friend. And um, he ended up, he moved uh, uh, to, oh, Pennsylvania, I think. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, he, uh, put it up on youtube they played it they did play like the documentaries of that class or whatever they played them in the local theater here but i think it's just been on youtube for so long and it was at uh as a trend of vinyl keeps getting more and more popular well, i think that it was just uh gotten a lot of views over uh, this large amount of time on the search bar i put uh vinyl vinyl records coming back you know kind of trendy and it popped up, and that was the first thing that popped up. And I looked how many views. I was like, wow, there's a lot of people that have already seen this. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so, because I, I was so I, I lost it. both of you. I lost both, both of you there. So maybe we can repeat that because I'm thinking maybe everybody else wasn't able to hear that as well. Which part? Oh, maybe, maybe it wasn't connected. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking maybe we lost a little bit of a connection. So just, just tell us about the documentary again freddie when you when you watched it okay so the documentary part um i was doing the google search and i was because people were making fun of me for getting into back into records and i had records i just was starting to buy more so i just googled it records coming back in style kind of trendy thing and the first thing that popped up was this documentary that ashley was on that i didn't know ashley did and and come to find out when i talked to her you know eight months nine months later she told me about it, and I was like, damn, that's actually on the damn documentary I watched. So I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, 
you go ahead. You tell us how you met that guy again. Did you did you hear that part, Brandon? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did hear that part. Okay. Also, I probably should say the documentary is called Between the Between Grooves. The grooves. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, it is interesting because like once uh, we started uh, posting up, well, we're, we're we do YouTube t- uh, videos of our stock for uh, new stock for the store, but we're also like starting to incorporate our 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 videos about our personal collection in so we might you know alternate um stock video you know collection video and um anyway now that we actually post videos and i'm like more aware of the comments i happened to see that video pop up the documentary pop up and i was almost like you know you know how youtube can be with people in comments or the internet can be whatever and I was almost like scared to watch the, <laughs> read the comments or whatever, you know, and, uh, you know, luckily the guy who made the documentary, I mean, like he, uh, he's a super laid back, like he wouldn't, you know, like I know one various comments or whatever, it was like, nothing would, it would just roll off his, his, uh, right. shoulders or whatever. And, but it was fun to revisit it because, um, you know, I don't know. Now- <laughs> it was like, that's really that's really cool. That I mean, it's really cool how it started off as just a project and then just exploded. And um, in, in the vinyl world, mm-hmm. it definitely has exploded because I, you know I've yeah. talked to some people that oh yeah I've seen that I saw that I saw that you know and I, I told mm-hmm. Brandon today because I, I forgot to mention it to him but I said you know Ashley's kind of famous she's on YouTube <laughs> so <laughs> so we're talking <laughs> to a celebrity folks. <laughs> So we we've had an American Idol on here. I'm sorry, we've had we have not had an American Idol. We had a, a guest from The Voice. We've had someone in the documentary. I mean, I mean, can, can it get any bigger? I mean, actually, where actually, are we let me go tell you here? how crazy it is. Like Brandon and I just think it's weird because you know when we're doing our auctions, we're just being our normal selves. Like when we're arguing, like it's not serious, and people like us mm-hmm. arguing. I don't know what it is. They like us arguing for some reason lies it's right all serious. so we had somebody ask us you guys should do shirts and i'm like man friend i don't want my face on a shirt and then i have to wear the shirt too that's even weirder like that's like kind of like when you're in a band you don't wear your own band shirt at your concert like kind of thing you know and i was all right. about it i was like it's the stupidest thing i've ever heard i love it so <laughs> now uh because brandon's a teacher my son he's a freshman he he wants to wear the shirt to school and Brandon won't let him wear it at school because of all the other kids will give him a hard time and it's a conflict of interest or something. <laughs> I don't know. He was like slander this and slander that. <laughs> funny because the kids think it's cool, but I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah. it's funny how you you attract a, a follower. I'm, I'm sure you have a follower. I mean, I know you do. So like everybody's personality has a certain <laughs> following and it's just weird to me. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just an average dude. I mean, I'm not like, Nothing special. Me and Brandon are just, you know, country bumpkins out in the sticks right now. And it's just weird how you have these people just think you're like, you know, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Well, I think it's like a lot of people, you know, well, for one, you know, we're all just regular people who do live auctions and we have uh, friendships and like uh, with the people who are watching. So if to me, it feels like hanging out, even though we don't see them who are watching us they're watching us every week or you know we see the comments back and forth and it's like um more about 
like a little family, like a little sub family of, uh, so like they'll be really, sub- and obviously each auction mm-hmm. has its own like main supporters or the people who are like, maybe that was your guys auction might've been the first auction that they started watching when they first discovered auctions. So you're going to like, everything's going to be compared to your auction uh, after okay. what they see, you know what I mean? So um, they're like going through the, this uh, or with you. And God you help know? them if I was the first they saw. <laughs> but they, actually they're buying shirts with our faces on it. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> Things that I never thought I would have in life. Somebody wearing my face on a t-shirt. That is... Now, I think the next thing is if we could put it on underwear. No, no definitely not. Like, I, that's, that's what I'm shooting for. Once we're on underwear... Actually, Brandon thinks this is a, he, he didn't like my idea. I wanted to do the three feet and under... I mean, three feet and rising cover rising. and have the alpaca on there with us. And he just was like, no, nobody's yeah. going to get that. Nobody's going to like that shirt. I'm like, dude... I'm telling you, that'd be the funniest shirt I've ever seen. No. Ashley, did I you think know that? I agree with – I'm going to agree with uh, Freddie on that because, for one, it's like hip-hop. It's awesome. It's a classic album cover, iconic al- album cover. Plus, it goes with uh, a story that you've probably told before about the – you know, it's like it mixes everything together. I mean, it's, it's like – I, I wanted know. to get Freddie's head on – Ruth Ginsburg's outfit because <laughs> you know he's he's a councilman now and I just I thought like you know Supreme Court robes riding a dragon would be like pretty you know substantial for what role he serves in our community and nation as a whole and so Chris I'm not I'm not I'm not uh ignoring your comment yes I am yes I am can, can we back up to your impression of me one more time? Can we can we hear that again? Impression of you? Yeah. Can we can we get one more time with you doing an impression of me? Uh, you know, you know, you know. No, no, no. I want your I want your impression of no. Nobody will like that. I sound like the the guy off of Monsters. <laughs> he, he no. Listen, that I, my idea was genius, and you just would like poo poo the whole thing because you're just not a hip hop person, dude. You don't understand. You don't understand. I'm yeah. a reggae person, man. I'm like, or like a little bit of, I don't know, like Dirty Heads are cool, and you know, things like that where they have a little bit of rap in it. And, and I never really, I can't get on the word hip hop either. Like to me, when I grew up, it was rap, and now it's, it's hip hop, and that just drives me crazy for whatever reason. Like, I feel like that's what the young kids call it. I don't know. I'm a snob. You are. I don't think it's the young kids. <laughs> I think that's been hip hop has been, you know, I think for a while. Ashley, I don't know. Ashley, so. Seems what's like. What's that again, Ashley? It cut out a little bit again. What were you saying? Oh, I was just saying, I think hip hop is a bit of term. I don't, I don't think it's it, the young kids. It was probably kids. around before. I'm <laughs> I think... probably wrong. It's just when I was heard and it's stuck to me for whatever reason. Actually, we're oh, talking about sure. yeah. Bone Thugs and Harmony is better than the old, the old school rap. I just I can't put two and two together. <laughs> I mean, I like Bone Thugs, dude. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. Well, we like we like. Uh, I like Bone Thugs. So, but when we started, when I started watch, watching auctions, let me tell you who was like uh, was like up there for me. I was like, Chris Rival was bringing all these OG things, OG. Nirvana, OG, Allison Chains. Yeah. He was. He had a. Uh, 
I, I don't know how many copies of the chronic he had OG, but he was over, he told me he was over in Europe and he grabbed all yeah. these. I'm like, man, this guy's got everything that I want. And I'm like, and then you told me you knew him and he, he yeah. bought stuff from you. And I was like, I was like, man, this, he must be getting some great stuff out of because I want to go get these OG copies of the chronic. Cause that's like the grail for me. Is <laughs> if you can find an OG copy of the chronic, that is like the Mecca for me. <laughs> oh god I, have to find I don't have enough money for it honestly I saw one <laughs> me and Brandon watched this one uh, it skipped in four different spots on both sides and it went for $150 I, I was like why <laughs> I, I, I can't see paying that kind of money for a record that skips so right. it was was that in live auction I just yeah I, I don't know I think sometimes people you know, more carried away in a live auction than they would on an eBay auction. Possibly, it seems yeah. Like. Possibly. Brandon, Brandon always finds good deals on uh, uh, discogs. He, I mean, he finds he's he scours discogs. I just don't I don't have the patience for it. I have bad experience yeah. with them, so I just I'm kind of done with all the discog stuff. Well, mm-hmm. let, let's be honest about that. I find yes. good deals, oh, yes. but I also find find bad deals. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a fifty fifty headache. Or you think it's like a deal, and then you yes. get it, and it's turned up to bad. Yeah, I, I ordered some uh, records, uh, about six or seven of them. And I'm like, man, this is this is a good deal. I think the, these will be things people want, and I get them, and it's just they're all beat to hell. And I'm just like, this, there's no way this is near mint. There's no way that this VG Plus is coming out. Of the, it looked like it, it went through the Atlantic to get here, like literally mm-hmm. in the Atlantic. Um, it was it was bad, but you know, I mean, you take the bad with the good. You take the good, you take the bad, you take it all, and, oh, and there you have the facts. Of <laughs> I, I, what I think is funny on the, sometimes when you see discogs and you see like, like you go to the cheapest one for sale, and the grade is like, you know, and you're like, how is this like a, you know, they have VG plus, VG plus, or whatever grade, but it's like priced the cheapest. And then you go into read the description and it's like uh, VG plus VG plus grade uh, with, you know, three inch seam split, uh, you know, you know, scuffs on, you know, whatever. And, and the description takes away the grade that they posted. So it's like they covered their butt, if but, you, go into details. you know, if you just read the, mm-hmm. if you didn't read the description. Well, yeah, the grading system as a whole is so screwed. I mean, just because everybody has a different opinion of what it is. I mean, and, and so your VG plus and my VG plus and Freddie's VG plus. Yeah. They're all probably pretty close. Um, but they're all probably different as well. You know, you could take a hundred different records, hand it to a hundred different people and you're going to get, you know, maybe 50 of them that agree sometimes, you know, and that, and that's the downside to it. Not everybody's is the same. I think a lot is, I mean, there are a lot of new collectors and then there's, you've also got like people who've been doing this for a really long time. And like, you know, we're like back when Jerome first started, uh, like selling, this was before eBay or before, you know, obviously way before Discogs and they would do, uh, in order to like do auction, uh, record auction for gold mine, like you had to become approved, uh, you had to like go through a vetting like they had to prove you that you could like know how to grade and goldmine did auctions 
it was like i guess in a in their magazine mm -hmm. i don't even know <laughs> it's crazy uh but anyway he that's how when he first started price and records or whatever grading them uh, that was back then through the gold mine uh auctions or whatever um and if you look at how different things have changed throughout over 20 years like back in the day with the gold if you use the pricing guides versus discogs the pricing guides never split up all these pressing plants it would be like say one one year press uh would be say they press like 200,000 records they couldn't have done that all at one plant so you would have like Jacksonville, Terre Haute, they would have divided them up. Well, according to Goldmine, uh, you know, price guide, they they would just have the one year, not you know, you go on Discogs and oh, they have. Different. Yep. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, say a Pittman pricing is going to go for a little bit less than a Terre Haute pricing, but sometimes it, if they just have that standard, uh, some people who don't know any difference, they probably are selling Pittman pricings under. Terra Hope pressings right. or whichever is the first one they grabbed. So like um it's sort of it's really changed this whole like plant specific collecting. Um, you know, and also since Discogs is user generated, it's not always right. And that can affect the price too. So it's so it's you know. Well absolutely. And then you have the whole whole thing about, you know, people who consistently under freddy's freddy's notorious for it he consistently undergrades which is is a good thing like it's it's a good thing to undergrade because mm -hmm. people's expectations are going to be you know very happy when they get a vg plus that literally has no rub marks no nothing on it and it's really closer to what people would either say is vg plus plus or excellent or near mint or whatever you know you want to say I, I, depending on whether you want to go with gold mine standard or or you know all these variations that are around nowadays but what happens is people get this unrealistic belief that vg plus is always perfect and when they get a record that might be vg plus but does have some rub marks on it or things like that they're like well this right. is not vg plus anymore well in essence it really is but a lot of people tend to undergrade so nobody really knows what is what because nobody really actually looks right. at the gold mine and says okay this is the true definition of what vg plus is this is the true definition right. of vg and and i think that it, it has a lot of confusion in that for people who don't necessarily spend a lot of time grading and spend more time buying because when they get something that may actually indeed be vg plus they're like wait this is not well, my definition is now because I've always right. heard this is VG plus. Right. It's just, it's a weird, a weird system. Yeah. Well, and plus, like you said, I mean, like I, I, like there's so many new people collecting and they might not understand the grading system, but overall I would say like, even with all the collectors, like Jerome and I price and grade every record that's in our store, like all the records in the bin have a tag on them and they have, Pricing information, price, grade, uh, hey, the, you know, everything. Can you say that again? And so, I want like, to but, hear this again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jerome and I price and grade every record that is in our store. Like every record in the bins, <laughs> on the walls, they're all priced and graded with pricing information on post its. Yeah. I handwrite out all these post its. So, on every and, record. So and they're all sleep. about these other uh, stores we deal with, and they don't do any of that. Correct, Brandon? Most stores don't. Are you there? 
Yeah, I was just listening to yeah, actually she, agree with me. She was not agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. No, she did. She she actually just said most well, just, stores don't. Yeah, honestly, most stores don't like, and it does take a really a lot of time. But hey, Ashley, uh, it's you, important. Can you say that us? one more time. <laughs> what I was <laughs> what I was getting at is take Ashley a lot of is time. putting the effort in to. <laughs> hey. Ashley oh, does yeah. a better job. Yes. I will, uh, I will Ashley, the, did you did you guys participate <laughs> in Record Store Day? Uh, no. Well, so well, if that's a whole you, story, if sure. you want to hear yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Let me afraid of have discussion. I think uh-huh. I don't like Record Store Day. I like I just don't care for it. Uh, but uh-huh. if there's a record, I try to send somebody else out for it or, or whatever. But I just don't care for it because I feel right. like <laughs> this mad rush to go get these records that are probably over. I don't know if they overprice them at the store or they're already overpriced once they get them and they have to mark them up a couple more dollars. Whatever. I just don't like the whole – I don't like it. I just don't like – I feel like it's just gouging. Yeah. Okay, so I will say that um, – first I'll say we – two years ago, whenever we got a brick and mortar, we have applied for Record Store Day. Now, our name of the store is Atmosphere Collectibles. Uh, I guess some what it turned out, which because it took us until we will be finally got approval last Friday uh, for and will be approved for Black Friday record store day. But it took us like four apply applying like three. It was three times because you can apply before each event. They have a window of when you can apply and we never heard anything. And then um, so Kathy reached out to her rep and uh, they did a quick look at our store and our social media and they said, well, I, I, it's probably cause we don't mm-hmm. like their name cause they don't sound like a record store. And I was just like, um, well, first of all, record store day is supposed to be, uh, about helping independent shine a spotlight on independent record stores. So, um, really what it does though, if until you're approved, it does like hurt independent record stores. <laughs> Uh, especially with these three drops while we weren't approved and we have three months in a row that a lot of our regular customers aren't spending any money because they're saving all their money for the record store day titles. Then we've got three months to go without hardly any business be- and not even able to make money on, you know, cause we don't have the record store day titles. But um, I will say that as far as like worrying about if stores are, inflating the prices or whatever so i still get the list i from my regular uh distributor and i see like the price margins on them and the and the profit margin on a brand new record a, even records ready title uh yeah. might be four dollars at most so four dollar profit if you're going to be investing like say you have to spend like five thousand dollars to make you know four dollars on every twenty five dollar record or thirty dollar record you're making four dollars that's a huge investment now obviously mm-hmm. though they'll come in and buy other stuff and that would be where the profit well, is but it's so the Brandon, profit's Brandon gone Brandon on t- told the me the day too. so i wanted the biggie box and i got it um and i got it i got it for what they were asking i think it was 185 or something like that but then we come mm-hmm. back and someone said they got it for 155 yeah. and i'm like well how is there a thirty dollar difference for the same box set at another i don't understand how's that work well where did they get where well what store know. would they have gotten it at 155 
Okay, because I would like I would be very curious because I saw the suggested retail price on it was one eighty five. Now I do know that they give the stores a uh, there's a window around like this so they can say suggested retail price is one eighty five, and you could price like ten percent more. I think ten percent would be the window. So maybe some stores might have had it at like one ninety, but but like the large large places like Rough Trade, uh, Bull Moose, um, you know, like maybe Plaid Room Records. Those are uh, Zia Records. Those are really big stores. Uh, they might price it uh, on the lowest end because they do such a high volume and they have like I understand. Okay, they have unlimited money for buying. Now, you know. And they're also, those stores are also going to be getting more of their orders fulfilled than like a shop like mine. Now that we're approved, we don't like, they're going to fulfill more of a store's order if they are ordering a large, large amount than if they do like, oh, I can afford to order two biggie box sets. I'm going to probably not get <laughs> yeah. any. Bra you know? Brandon, uh, remember we talked, I don't know if you're with me, we talked to James on record store, uh, a couple days after record store. He owns Tiger Records in Jacksonville. And Will has uh -huh. um, yesterday today's uh -huh. records. And so Will has record store day and he tells me how busy he was. So I go in, I think, Frank, I think you're with me. We went in there like the same week after that happened and he was telling us how busy he was. So from, and I, I, I kind of believe it's from record mm -hmm. store because people are out looking for records at these RSD days and they just go hunt for these three record stores yeah. in Jacksonville. And, one of them has record store day and the other ones don't. And then you just go to all the stores because they're already out looking for records. I don't know if it's a, it's a I'm sure it yeah. benefits at some point if, or if you don't have it, but I also think it can hurt you too. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it definitely like we, we were busy on, uh, we were pretty busy that first drop. And even though I did make a post on Facebook, uh, you know, and on our, I think I might have made a post on our Google listing, like, we're not, you know, we're not going to have record story titles, just a heads up, you know. Um, and I also, like all my locals, I'm like, uh, yeah, I won't have these titles, but you send me the list and I'll try to, as soon as, since of COVID, a lot of the stores were allowed to put their stuff online Saturday at like, I think it was like one o'clock, yeah, like that. Yeah. And so I was, I was like uh, sending people links to stores that had the stuff that they were looking for. I was making uh, record store day love connections all day long uh, <laughs> through, you know, just because we care, like we want our customers to find what they want, even if it's not from us. And, um, but, uh, so, but we, that first drop day, we were, we did, it was a good day for us, but I would say most of like, all the in-between period times there, like um, my customer who might usually spend a hundred dollars every two weeks or maybe even more than that and watch us on the auctions too and buy and bid stuff up. They might not spend uh, any money with us for two months or three months because they're, they want those titles because and it, and it know, must be Brandon, we talked about this at the Bowie it must be law that they release a Bowie record every record store day event <laughs> I swear to the Bowie yeah. record every time <laughs> yeah and a pure picture disc I'm like 
I really want this album, but I don't want the picture yeah. disc, that, you know. Was, that Judas, was it a Judas on picture disc, Brandon, or was it a, I forgot. Uh, there was yeah. a Judas, there was a Dio. I mean, there's, there was picture discs for days. I mean, you know, people collect them, they put them on their walls. Um, some people that are new think they sound good. Uh, I don't know. I think they all, like at this point they're now, better. They're, they're, better. they're better than they were in the 70s and 80s. I mean, we do have like a couple picture discs in our collection. It's um, like uh, death metal, but they sound really, really good. But um, but as far as like we read the reviews on that, that was it blood flowers drum? Was it blood flowers? Yeah, that cure blood flowers, and it um, it's um, got didn't get good reviews. So yeah, but you know. We try yeah, to we, read the reviews when we can if we don't know. That, yeah, the picture discs definitely don't go as much as the the red the you know, original pressing or even a, even a reissue. <laughs> Sometimes it goes the same price oh, as no. a reissue. Well, it's it's like I had mm-hmm. a division bell picture disc that was from like '94, and ideally, a picture disc from 1994 would be worth more than a division bell reissue. However, that division bill sold for like 40 bucks. The reissues at the time were selling for more. You know, so, you know, you know, you get, obviously it's not going to be worth as much as the original. But when you think of something from 1994 of how hard it is to just, I mean, how many picture discs have you seen of division bell floating around? Not many. Right. Um, yeah. Just because the rarity of it and because, you know, one of the most iconic covers, you know, I, I think what? in in history, um, Division Bell. I think it's a very iconic cover. You don't like Pink Floyd though, but so you just said the most iconic. from this conversation. Okay. No, I said one of the most. Right. One of, one of the most. <laughs> one of. Okay, you let it slide. Yeah. This, <laughs> it's this okay. Is our, this is our argument here, Ashley. That's how we argue. <laughs> yep. So one of the most iconic covers, I would say, in, in music history. I think most people would recognize that cover, you know, one out of mm-hmm. every, you know, five. You're saying that's more that iconic than Dark Side of the Moon? So I'm not. Saying, are you I, saying I'm saying it's one of the most iconic in the top ten? Is that Anything. two of the top ten? Is that for you, iconic? I'm, I'm saying if you made a list of the most iconic <laughs> That would not make the a top history ten. of of music. That okay. would be in the top, you know, hundred or so. It would be on, I'll, you know, I'll give you the list Rolling Stone puts out. It, it definitely, it would definitely <laughs> be in the top hundred, and I don't think it'd be towards the lower end. I think it would be more towards the upper end. It's pretty okay. iconic, man. Ashley, weigh in on this situation. I mean, it is an iconic cover. I, don't, I mean, it's not the most iconic of the Pink Floyd album art. Uh, cover or whatever but it's an iconic cover and i would think that it would be worth a little more than 40 dollars, even if you're just going to hang it on the wall but um again you never know with an auction there's stuff that like you know especially if you're overflowing each auction with like too many of the sort of grail type pieces you gotta like if you're overflow i mean i don't know like you can't just if you're if you're doing that, then um, you know somebody might be like, I can't afford to get go too heavy on this oh, because absolutely. I'm going to put that on my 
I'll probably. We, we do yeah, come into that situation. have got like three other girls I want. So. Like we'll put a post up the previews and they only like that certain genre. So they come in, buy that one record, and they're out of there. Because that's the only thing they came in there for. So we have a, not lately, mm-hmm. but I think last month or two months ago, we had a lot of that coming in, one hitters and then leave. And that's because that's only one in one record. And we're trying to keep them on there, you know, mm-hmm. give them, you know, a little more different variety of music. But sometimes it just doesn't happen. Right. Vice versa, I'm mm-hmm. perfectly fine with that if they're coming in buying a $150 album. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> I'm very okay with that. So we thought we were going to go over shot that but i think it's because it's been such a good conversation yeah this has been a good one it's enjoyable it's fun <laughs> we we should have you on again sometime uh well i appreciate you uh you know At, inviting me on to actually your, tell everybody uh, what they can podcast it's been a lot of fun <laughs> tell your friends we could get up to 10 listeners tell, maybe tell everybody where we can find you on facebook <laughs> yeah. and then any other things that you have as far as media Oh, okay. So I think if you search uh, YouTube for Atmosphere Collectibles, uh, you'll find our videos. You can like and subscribe and all that jazz. If you, um, we're on Facebook as, uh, and Instagram as Atmosphere Collectibles. Um, we did, if you're in our region, like Southern Indiana region, we, we started a record collect, a regional record collecting group called Southern Indiana Vinyl Collectors. Uh, we're about, we're over, we're almost at 900 members, and we started that about five or six years ago. Um, uh, Atmosphere Collectibles Virtual Shopping Group, that's where we go live on Sundays, and the funny thing is we started that group because we got trolled one night <laughs> from our business page. That was funny. Um, on Wednesday nights, uh, we go live in a group called Top Shelf Final. Uh, Kathy Dunn from Musical More Records and I go live together. I feel like um, it's a political political campaign. You're on every everything I can think of. Like it's going to direct me to a presidential candidate. <laughs> I don't know how to do Twitter, so I'm sorry. I just can't do that one. Oh, I know that that what's that TikTok? I don't know anything about that, that or Snapchat. I don't know anything about that. that. So <laughs> <laughs> the TikTok. Oh uh, yeah. Well, see, I don't have kids, so that's probably you know. What's they, the uh, I'm out of touch the group a little from, bit. <laughs> uh, Step Brothers, the the company they made, worldwide something. Entertainment worldwide. Oh, entertainment <laughs> worldwide. <and> <laughs> so, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to thank. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> you know, well, I wanted I'm to. Glad. You go ahead. Thank Ashley for coming on to our show, <laughs> our our minor show here. And uh, kind of get a feel how it is to be a record owner, a record store owner, and then also doing auctions. It's kind of cool to get the different views of other people. <laughs> um, you know, we're just we're just we're just greenbacks. We're just green. Yeah. So we're just trying to fun. learn the ropes. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's fun, if you have fun with it, then that's the most you know, and you're not losing money. The so then keep keep having fun with it. <laughs> That's the main thing. But uh I really appreciate you there. Oh, do we lose you again? Or is it just me that's losing you? Time. Maybe. Okay. Well, Ashley, you still there? Well, oh no. 
We'll call we it that until it's a good show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ashley, if you're listening to this, if you made it this far. It says she's connected. We <laughs> we really appreciate it. And it was it does say she's connected. You know what? Everybody else is still connected too. All Maybe right, we guys. should say bye to everybody else. Good night. Um How, how's that if going? you're gonna join us, we'll be on it Saturday at seven PM Eastern time on Vinyl Live TV. Uh bearded vinyl on Facebook. What else, Brandon? Um yeah, gotcha. I think I think we're done yes, here. Good hey, show. Fred, I'm proud of you. Good show, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Bada bada ba. Bada bada. Pretty always. Bro, Dre Day. Remember that Dre Day? I thought we were going to the office. <laughs> You're in the office, brother. <laughs> All right, man. Till next time. Worldwide. Entertainment worldwide. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite dinosaur? Mm. Velociraptor. Definitely a tractor. Did we become top. best friends? All right. <laughs> I'm why, watch why are you so sweaty? <laughs>